And welcome back to another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, a podcast, Quincy Podcast. Um, is Media Director Mark Carey in his office right now. Good afternoon, Mayor. Hello, Mark. What a beautiful day it is at the moment, <laughs> but it could you know, change. It's, it's been like Ireland lately. It's, it's been bizarre, but what was not bizarre is what a great weekend it turned out to be. Thank God, because Saturday it looked like there was going to be rain, and it actually did rain for a little bit, but the parade went off without a hitch, and the fire, and it, people got the fireworks too. Yeah, it was a great, great weekend. It, that's always a special day to me and my family and something that Dad started a long time ago. So I always get a little bit of a, a little emotion with that night. And uh, you see all the kids coming down the street carrying their flags. That's what it was all about with my dad, teaching them a little bit about patriotism, something that's a little bit foreign right now to some folks. But uh, nonetheless, we all, should, we all should really get behind Old Glory and what that stands for for all of America. You know, So it's a little uh, corny in these days, but I think it has, still has great merit and value to teach these things to our young people. So it was a great night. I mean, it really was. Uh, yes, we did. It, the, the forecasters had it right to a point because we had rain during the day. I mean, we had some heavy showers. And then they said it would clear off, and it didn't. The sun would come out. They didn't say it was going to come. <laughs> the rain was going to come back. So I'm, I'm on the reviewing stand, and I the parade's going by, and I'm feeling a few drops, and all of a sudden it started a downpour. Everyone made it and had had a good time. But you know what? They'll talk about this one because of that. If people got wet. I got I got soaked. Everyone in the reviewing in stand. a suit, by the way. And, yeah, and we didn't have umbrellas because there was no forecast of a threat of a shower. You know, right, we would right. have had it been planned, but but really. And then it, we got up to the ceremony. It was raining a bit, and then it eased up, stopped. Had the ceremony, and uh, people came out of no, everywhere. They just the place filled up, and of course the fireworks went off without a hitch. We thank Dan Cork for sponsoring the fireworks every year. Uh, Ali Shaughnessy, Ali Cat Crane, Quincy's own, sponsors uh, one of the cranes, and then Hallmore does the other. They, they're also in our Christmas parade. So, I mean, when you're up there and you see the cranes raise that 50 by 80 foot Hancock Adams common flag, then you see the fireworks going off behind it, the music's playing. It is really special. Now, I know people watch it from all over the city too, but as far as being right up at Pageant Field for that, it's really special. So many pictures of that that one shot, you know, with the fireworks and the giant flag. Oh, absolutely, it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Well, and of course, great. we uh, we did a lot of work to the to the park, so a lot of folks it was the first time seeing the improvements and. We got a lot of positive comments about it. We're going to put out a video on that actually within the next week or so. We're going to do a walking video of the park and show folks that have not been out there yet why they need Who's to go we? visit. Well, you and me, I'll be oh, holding okay. the camera and oh, you'll right. be talking about the park. Right. Make sure yeah. you put that in my schedule. I will. I've tried. <laughs> forward to You're it. too busy. It's so hard to get you out there. But anyway, so that's what we're doing the next couple of, within the next week and a half or so. We'll have that Good. done. Uh, people can see what it looks like. We'll get a few drone shots of before and after. It'll be uh, interesting. That's coming up. So also Sunday was a great day as well, huh? Sunday was a great day. I, I got, uh, I'm peeling right now because I got a pretty good sunburn Sunday. It was, it was beautiful up at Pageant. The sun was shining. Always get a nice breeze off the water there, though. And we fed about 700 people. So it was a co-club reunion, 75 years since co-club started. And uh, a lot of people had inquired over the last few years, we should get together, we should have a reunion, we should have this. And uh, and I thank Speaker Mariano. He's co-sponsored the event with me. We saw a lot of great people. We gave out a lot of co-club T-shirts, and there were a lot of memories shared. And it just, you know, like every generation, you beckon back, you look back to growing up and our life seemed to be simpler then because it was. And uh, it was great to see old neighbors and friends from all across the city. And, and people came from other places to, to, to come visit, come back to, to see their roots. And we had a great big wall that we had a lot of old pictures on. And people were spending some time on the wall 
picking out people they knew. Uh, it was it was really a fun day. It really was. Well, that's great. You know, today, by the way, I know we, we've had a lot of we've had a busy. I know you've had a really busy couple of weeks. Talk about trying to get your time, but uh, we had both high school graduations, and tonight just so happens as we record this show on Wednesday is your, is the last school committee meeting of this before the summer kicks in. I mean, just reflect if you will on this last year from the graduations on to the last year in the school department in the city. Yeah. You know, it's um, the job of mayor also comes with chair of the school committee. And uh, I do enjoy and cherish that aspect of it. And graduations went off. They were both talked about weather for flag day. They both had threats of rain. The Quincy High one rained up to like 20 minutes before the start of the ceremony. Then it stopped. But I, I was really so impressed this year with the speakers. Both Quincy High and North Quincy High School, uh, all young women were absolutely phenomenal with their messages. They were positive. They spoke about family members or different folks that meant something to them, helped them along the way. I, I tell you, it was, it was really beautiful, really beautiful. And I know that Certainly as mayor and chair of the school committee, that's kind of like the biggest night of the year for us. I mean, we, we work so hard all year. When I, and I say we, it's the committee with the superintendent and his team, principal every school, the teachers in every school, the secretaries, the paraprofessionals, the lunch matrons, the custodians, the security, the bus drivers, the traffic supervisors, everyone that comes together really for the chance for every child to succeed. That's the whole uh, impetus of all of it. So it all comes together at graduation. So all those folks over the years that contribute, whether you're a second grade teacher or an eighth grade teacher, you're part of that graduation. You were part of creating and molding that child to who they become as an adult, of course, along with their family and, and faith and other things that that help contribute to the character of each of the kids, you know. So, And to hear them going on, we had many going into the military they're going to MIT, they're going to Harvard, they're going to every Ivy League school. That's amazing. It's, it's incredible. And, uh, and that, to me, uh, shows that we're succeeding as a system. And uh, it's not just the system. It's the kids and the families as part of the system. And, and the reality is, as we know, too often the kid that screws up, that's what makes the newspaper. Uh, you know, there's always incidents in an urban district, and we have had our share over the course of whether it's fights, whether some are bringing a knife in or something, but that garners all the attention. But each of these kids, 99.9.9% of them do the right thing every day. You don't see a headline on that. But I'll tell you, on graduation night, it all comes together. And I tell you, those kids were phenomenal. I mean, they were so well-spoken. They were comfortable at the microphone. Their words were inspiring. Just beautiful, beautiful nights. We have a great population of kids that goes on to college, too. And I, like you said, the armed forces and... And the work world. And People work going world. right into the trade unions. I mean, you know, there's an old timer that once said to me, it doesn't matter what you do for work, it's how you do it, you know? And, I, and that's so true. I always remember that, yeah. you know? People should never look down on any profession or anybody. We're all part of the same... I, I like that term. We're all part of the same human family, but we're also part of the same community, and uh, it takes everybody. I mean, everybody, truly, and and uh, to bring everyone together to make it happen. But it's certainly a great shout out to our educators. So, when reflecting on the year of, of you've, you've had a, it's been a lot of ups and downs. It's been a lot of you know good, good accomplishments as you've just focused on a couple. I mean, how do you feel overall heading into the summer? When you look at our school systems. School oh, I feel very good. I mean, you know, there's, there's those other things that, I mean, you read about the sports teams, you know, they, they've had success, both high schools. You don't read because it doesn't make the papers, but those, 
the the dramas, the shows, the the school bands, the each school, the music programs, the art programs, the science uh, programs. Um, there's all kinds of things that go on in each and every one of our schools. You know, you get the all the elementaries, the five middle, the two high schools, and and I'm so proud of the what we've done with the arts. I mean, the arts have come a long way, opening up and making available to kids the opportunity to be in part of whether it's uh, art in painting or drawing, whether it's uh, performance arts of marching band or choir. I mean, there's so many opportunities. The broadcast I, media, the code yeah, writing of yeah, computers, great. Yeah. On and on. There's, there's great offerings in our system beyond the core requirements. There's a lot of great electives. But I, I, I got to tell you, because we just had the Flag Day Parade, watching our band, Quincy North combined band, they're incredible. They're, they're one of the best around now. They really and They went are. through some difficult years, they are back, and, and they are back with a great spirit. You know, the band um, booster parents, they've done a great job. We've, we've kind of helped them with some stuff that they needed. They just got all new drums, so they're all excited about that. Um, <laughs> no, they, they do great work. So, you know, Matt Cavanaugh and Mike DeMock, they, they, they're awesome. They do great, great work. They're inspiring the kids. So the kids are having a great experience in the system. It's not just the most important aspect, of course, is reading, writing, and arithmetic, uh, but all those other parts that come together to give you that great experience going through school. It's, it's really flourishing in Quincy and it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, I think when you look at the rest of the state, Quincy's school system has always really shine bright. We're an urban district, but we do very well. And, and part of that is that class size and, you know, my colleagues in the school committee, they take all that very seriously. We, sometimes we disagree on some policy things, but generally speaking, that policy we're all in agreement of. You want to have the smallest number of kids possible in ratio with the teacher, because that gives you more chance, a direct time between teacher and pupil. Uh, so, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, Frank Santoro is the vice chair. He's done a great job. And, and Paul Bergoli, Kathy Hubley, Emily Lebo, Doug Gutcher, and Tina Cahill. You know, it's been a great year. I thank them for all their contributions. Superintendent Mulvey and his team, Assistant Superintendent Aaron Perkins. And we got a, you know, great superintendent's leadership team. Again, the principals. Each building is different. There's like a little different culture in every school building. And our principals do a remarkable job keep, keeping it together, working in the family's input and involvement. I just tell you, it's, it's, it's been phenomenal. It really has. Well, it's amazing. I, I, I'm always in awe at the school system here in the city. But so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about as we go into the summer, we're just heading out of our fiscal year, which ends June 30. As we start a new fiscal year, 2024, on July 1, there's a lot that's been happening there when it comes to the budget. And, you know, not that we're going to get into a budget show here, but it seems, time seems to be moving along pretty smoothly, right? Yeah, indeed. Indeed. We'll, uh, we have one more city council meeting where we'll do the year-end transfers. You have deficits in some, some accounts, your surpluses in other accounts, and you, you just make pretty much everything even at the end of the year. And uh, that will happen on the 20th. I certainly thank my entire team, and I want to thank the city council. They they took some some big votes. I mean the the vote on the budget, the vote on the Kennedy Center improvements to the building, the vote on the uh, new boilers and mechanicals needed at North Quincy High School. These are all necessary capital improvement projects, and uh, I thank the council for that. And we had the we had the races that were voted on for appointees, managers, department heads. You know, I'm, I'm, we had an outside company, Gallagher, their national outfit, did a complete analysis and a comparison and made recommendation to us, and we're implementing those recommendations over a two-year period. And we were losing employees. I mean, we lost a couple to, that went to other cities that were paid a lot more, right? And that's well, why the- yeah, it gets very competitive. And, and look, at I, I, I think people love to work where they, are, where they live and 
where they grew up. There's a certain passion. But, you know, then they'll take a hometown discount, but not something that's ridiculous. They're raising families. They've got to pay college tuition. So what we did, I think, makes us more comparable to cities our size in the various categories. And uh, some may still be a little bit up. Some may be a little bit lower. But on average, overall, they're right on par, I think, with what uh, some of the other communities are paying their people. And, you know, we'll be doing this with other categories going forward. City Council last year put a resolve in asking me to look at salaries across the board. We made adjustments on the school side. For example, the paraprofessionals on July 1 are going to see some major increases. They were way low. Um, the lunch workers in the cafeterias were way low. They received substantial increases. So we're trying to bring everything up to a level of fairness in the different categories. Um, I'm not a socialist. I don't believe everybody gets you get the same same check every week. That's not how it works. But we want to be competitive in each of those areas of specialty. And we've made great progress on the school side, and now we're, we're attempting to do that on the city side as well. Well, that's good uh, responsible fiscal management. I would think that anyone would agree that that's the way, it, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, beyond the budget, and feel free to just kind of comment on anything else you want on the budget, but I was going to just talk about the progress now as opposed to the public safety building that's in the works right now. Uh, Broad Street, C Street, Southern Ottery, people have seen the construction going on there, especially if you've gone down to Fratelli's and grab a suite of some type. Uh, You've seen the changes. Uh, Public safety building is well underway now. The foundation's going in. Uh, Father Bills will be cutting the ribbon on the new facility across the street from where they were, which was a city building, which we need to to build out this complex. So that's all coming together nicely, the transition there. So we're, we're, the real construction is underway now with the foundation going in. A lot of the improvements up till then was the road changes, the civil work, the underground work, the water, the drainage, the storage, all those things. So we're in a pretty good place now. We moved the gas, uh, our own gas station for our fleet. That's been changed, moved, and that's now operating. So as the police station comes more real, when you see the steels going up uh, in the coming months, it's probably going to be um, summer of 2025 when it's finally opened. It's a good-sized building, and there's a lot of technology in that building as well. Uh, we have a great contractor in Suffolk, and... Uh, uh, union labor in the whole building and uh, a lot of great sub bids on it. A lot of great local contractors working on it. So th- we're replacing a 1920s, then modified in the 80s, horrible building that just leaks. It's, 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 it's not a good situation for the public or the people that work there. So this will be state-of-the-art for the people that serve us each and every day and protect us each and every day, and for the public to come in, you know, the business they need to have with the police department, it'll be far more professional space. So I, it's long overdue, and, and then once that gets in place, of course the building on the corner of the old station will come down, and that will become green space, which would be beautiful with the Mount Wallace on the other side well, and that on this side. I was just going to say that, because I never in my life would have thought that that corner would ever be sort of a good-looking corner, except for what the Wallace and, you know, cemetery yeah, was. Right. You just wouldn't imagine that that being a nice-looking area. And now it's really turned out with the track across the field, the track across the way, with the, with the new updates and upgrades to the Wallace and Cemetery, and now that new public safety building. It's going to be kind of a, a, a beautiful thing to look at. It is. It's going to That corridor is going to be much more beautiful to drive through than, than ever before. I mean, you have... Tens of thousands of vehicles that go by there each and every day. So it's a good project. It's, it was a big investment. But, um, you know, and I know when the council discussed it, there was discussions about the price of microwaves and whether we should have a copper roof or 
asphalt roof. But when you know when you do something, you build it for a long time. You build it quality. You put the money in it initially. You don't want to be redoing a roof every 20 years. Yeah. Uh, that'd be absurd. This is a quality building. There'll be granite. There'll be brick. There'll be slate. There'll be copper. It's going to be first-class, beautiful municipal building that's going to be there for 100 years. Well, as it should be, yeah. I mean, for such an important building for uh, where public safety is number one. Absolutely. And, you know, we get, uh, I know people out there driving around the city, there's a lot of disruption right now because there's a ton of road work going on. I was a little surprised. Mario Suzy, one of the contractors, the road contractors, you see him, you see Fred DeRoma, you see C. C. Uh, C. Norton out there. There's a lot of companies working in our city right now. He was telling me that we're doing more road work in the city of Quincy than Boston is the entire city of Boston. That's unreal. I couldn't believe I said, Mario, you're pulling my leg. He said, I'm telling you. He says, I, we bid on these jobs. I know what's on the street. So that was remarkable to me. And I know... Folks that are out there listening, if you streets, I know it's a disruption. I know there's some dust and, you know, there's some inconvenience. But when we're finished, and I know a number of roads have been finished, and I've gone out to inspect, and it looks magnificent. The granite curb, you know, mm. the beautiful asphalt street, and then, of course, the concrete sidewalks really come together beautifully. Most streets were doing that way. Some, we still have to use the macadam, the asphalt and sidewalks, because of the situation on that individual street. Maybe this you can't put curb because the street's not wide enough, for example. Mm. But overall, the the road work that's going on in the city is is really, really tremendous. It's the most aggressive road program in the history of the city. Right. It, it, I think you've committed, or we're talking about $100 million in road. $100 million road work over uh, several years. And uh, again, the city council uh, voted to approve that a couple of years back, and we're well into it. And Al Grazioso and the entire team at Public Works is is executing very very well with it. Well, let's talk just to, just for a minute. Not that I want to harp on this, but this is sort of a major major project that not a lot of cities and towns around us are able to do. Well, some cities and towns uh, look. You, you always have to prioritize, right? Because there's there's so much money in the pot that you have to work with. And I remember my department heads of that every budget time because. Each department is interested in what they do. But as mayor, you got to look at all the operations, every mission of every department, and try to make sure we're balancing out the needs of each of them. So, I, you know, and so there's a, there's a lot we do. I think the budget re- reflects the values of our city. But we're healthy right now. We've got, we've got a strong economy. We've got good fiscal management. We've got an excellent bond rating. And for all of those reasons, we're able to do a lot more. There's some communities that, maybe able to do the school, or maybe not. They might need a Prop 2 and a half override, but we're doing schools, we're doing parks, we're doing roads, we're doing seawalls, we're doing all those things that are part of uh, what we need to do to address the infrastructure needs. And we're doing that well within our tax limitation. We don't do Prop 2 and a half overrides for these things. Most communities do. There was an override in Weymouth recently, one in Braintree recently. There's one that seems every few years in Milton. Um, you, you go around cities and towns all around us, and they've experienced that. We have not. We haven't had to because we've got good development going on, which brings in new tax revenue. Uh, we're solid, and uh, we're in a good place. So we're getting a lot of things done, and I'm certainly proud of that. Well, I think that's a good place to end today's episode. And we'll talk more about parks. We'll talk more about construction that's continuing to go on. And I think we'll talk more about specific roads um, and DPW projects, along with some of the beautification projects that are happening. Sounds uh, so we'll good do to that, me. Uh, in the next uh, few episodes. So uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. Mayor, thank you. Great day.